Every day, young people are rapidly becoming the leaders that will shape the world of tomorrow. Learn their stories. Hear their visions for the future. This is not about me and you or what is. This is about them and what's gonna be. This is not a podcast. This is a preview. This is a foreshadowing. This is a freaking time machine. This is Shades Required. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Shades Required. Happy November, everyone. I uh, hope you had a great Halloween and uh, I hope you're having a nice time switching over those carved up pumpkins for some regular pumpkins and maybe some nice ears of corn. Hopefully you take your fall decorations as seriously as I do. Most people already have their Christmas decorations up, Phil. Who are we you kidding? You didn't even let... <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew you were going to jump in and not even let me finish the introduction. But anyway, Phil Hall here, your host. That was my co-host, Mike McIsaac. And we are really excited because today we have with us Miss Sophia Duffy. Hi, Sophia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. And since, Sophia, you're the star, the star of our show, we thought maybe we'd give you a chance to let our listeners know a little bit about who you are. Yeah, I'm Sophia. I'm a senior at UVM. I'm originally from Rutland, Vermont, living up in Burlington now, studying. I have a dietetics, nutrition, and food sciences major and a community and international development minor. Wow. Give me the major one more time. Dietetics, nutrition, and food sciences. Oh, my God. That is, oh, I'm so interested in this. That is something that <laughs> I need, without a doubt. I'm so interested. Okay. Wow. Wow. And I'm sorry, in the minor was what? Community development and applied economics. Hmm. Cool. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds right. sounds like I got it. Right. I got it all. This well is outstanding. All right. Wow. Okay. And um, so originally from Rutland, which we knew, living up in Burlington. And what are you up to this summer? Um, this summer, I work at a summer camp with the South Burlington School District. So it's a day camp. I spend my days with. Um, the three to five age group doing some summer activities, going on field trips, just hanging out in Burlington with them. Sounds fun. That's awesome. That's a great place to be with that age group. Yeah, um, we've had a lot of fun things. Yeah. yeah. What, is, what are some of the things you do in South Burlington? You go to the trampoline park? Um, they have during the school year and some of the older kids do. We don't with our group, but what's, a what's lot the, of the kids go... Um, in their off time, I hear a lot about, it's called monkey do. I think I hear a lot about it. Yeah. There's monkey do and there's get air. Um, yeah, we, we go up with the three-year-old quite a bit. He loves it. How many trampoline parks are in South Burlington? What? How many trampoline parks are there? There's, well, there's, there's a trampoline park, but then there's also an indoor playground. There's a bunch of, oh, okay. I thought it was like a turf war thing. It's just like, yeah, you're taking our business. (laughs) (laughs) No, no trampoline park turf war in South. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of, lot of, going on up there in South Burlington. Oh uh, gosh. So, uh, so, Sophia, what is your, what is the age range? Did you, did you say what the age range is that you work with in the camp? Um, I'm with three to five year olds. Wow. Okay. Wow. Young. And yeah. 
factor. What is the ratio of counselor to camper? Um, depending on the time of day, we our max that we've had in the program is 15 and we have three counselors and there's like a few moments of downtime when we have two. You get a break, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We get breaks and like when they have nap time, there's usually just two. That is wild. That is absolutely it, wild. I mean, we were talking it, about, I'm just thinking, on my toes. I'm thinking that's, those are kids who are going into pre-K three, pre-K four and kindergarten. Yes. That's so crazy. That sounds exhausting, but yet rewarding. I bet the day goes by really fast. Most days it goes by really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just running. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like like, yeah, a lot of energy for like 90% of the day. And then it just drops to like sleep. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Wow. So, okay. So that's, that's very cool. Um, but tell me about this program. Like I've heard of people say I'm studying nutrition. Mm-hmm. I've never heard someone say the major that you said before. I mean, dietetics, nutrition, and food sciences. That mm-hmm. sounds extremely involved. Tell us all about that. Yeah. So the UVM Department of Nutrition has of nutrition has two tracks. So you can do a nutrition and food sciences major or a dietetics nutrition and food sciences major, which I did. They're pretty similar, but um, if you go the dietetics route, you have a few more classes that set you up to go on more of a pre-professional track. So my end goal is to become a registered dietitian. And that's what most people in my program are doing. Um, Whereas a uh, nutrition major, you, I mean, you can do, if you major in dietetics, you can do really anything in the field, but it gives you the option to go onto a dietetic internship and a dietetic program versus um, just a nutrition and food sciences major. You'd just be looking at really anything related to nutrition or food sciences, I guess. Sure. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So you're you're on a pretty specific track then to become a registered dietitian. Yes. So, okay. Now we want to know all about that. So, <laughs> A, what does a registered dietitian do? And B, where did this interest come from? Um, so a registered dietitian, there's, it's an incredibly broad field, but there's um, three sectors it's broken down into. So you can do clinical, which would be mostly like working in a hospital setting, dealing with patients who have come in for one thing, but have to be on a specialized diet. Um, you can do counseling, which would be a lot of people with like chronic illnesses or food sensitivities, or just people looking to make health related changes or um, like see, seek professional advice about a diet and then there's community which is like more of a public health aspect I guess um like one of the biggest community nutrition opportunities in Burlington that's talked about a lot just for example is like the Center for New Americans working with people who are new to the country and helping them get acclimated and getting acclimated to different food systems but community is really just any sort of public health wow very cool. So that kind of relates to your minor, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. 
Wow. That's, uh, it's, it sounds tough <laughs> class-wise. It's definitely very science heavy. Taking really? a lot of chemistry classes. Yeah, a lot of chemistry. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, because I, I assumed it was going to be almost more like when when like I had to take a nutrition's class for a lot of my uh, like my training slash like like sports science classes, and it wasn't chemical; it was more just more like psychological on like what's being engaged and what's making you hit these cravings and stuff like that. So yours is more chemical. Um, I'd say it's both. The chemical probably stands out because that's something I enjoy less. I think I naively went into it thinking it would be more like what you said, like the psychological part of it, but the it definitely is very like science and chemistry heavy too. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I would have had, I would not have thought that when I, if I ever saw that in a track, I'd be like, yep, that's personal training and nutrition. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the, the physiology of, of the way we digest food is just insane. So yeah, I imagine when when you know I'm I'm listening to you talk about in a hospital setting, you know, uh, where maybe nutritional decisions are going to be like life or death kind of thing. Yeah, there's probably heavy chemistry involved there. I'm Definitely. Sure. Wow. That's, Do you have a preference on where you'd want to apply that for your upcoming career? Um, I've kind of gone back and forth, but I think right now I'm most interested in community nutrition. Very cool. Yeah, that would that would help me a lot. <laughs> huh. Tell me what to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, luckily, Mike, you don't have any serious illnesses that you have to Yeah, no, it's true. It's actually a buddy of mine. Um just found out he's like allergic to like he thought he was allergic to cheese and he was about to just put his head through a window right there. But turns out it was actually more just like certain milks or something like that. And cause I mean, he would just get regular food. He'd be fine one day. And then the next day his stomach would be in knots and he'd be in a lot of pain. So he ended up having to go to a doctor and figure out what he was allergic to. And he, there was like a broad spectrum that he took and he found out that he was like allergic to like some nuts, some fishes and some cheeses. And it's, it's crazy that it can be like, oh, it can be this fish or this cheese, but not this fish and this cheese. And it's, it's, it's again, it comes down to that chemical imbalance that I guess you're learning about because definitely, yeah, it I, just the, the smallest like protein level for sure. That's crazy because yeah, it, it was one of those things where he's like, oh, I think I'm allergic to cheese. I'm like, you're not allergic to cheese, you just downed half a pizza. Like, no way. Yeah, and then it there. turns out, yeah, it's he wasn't allergic to mozzarella cheese. No, yeah, though, there you go. There you go. Huh. Well, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. So, what kind of things, community development, applied economics, what kind of courses are you taking for that? So, that's, um, it's a long name, but it's one minor. I have taken a lot of sustainable development courses and a lot of international development and right now I'm taking a summer course on um, the economic foundations uh, foundations of development and that'll be my last course for my minor actually but um, wrapping up there is a lot of like food systems that's talked about and it I was very surprised at how much it overlapped with nutrition but 
there's a lot of like food equity in it and just mm-hmm. all the like fundamentals of development. Well, and so you're hoping that you can, are you hoping that you can combine those two particular master or sorry, major and minor to go forward? Or is it just something that it's just going to help you in the long run? I'm hoping to combine it to go forward. I would like to do community-based nutrition. I did um, a class right before COVID. I think it was the first semester of my sophomore year where we um, talked a lot about sustainable food systems in Kenya. And Mm. we teamed up with a couple organizations over there targeting in one community specifically a lot of the challenges they were facing with their food system. So how they could like take the food that they had because over there they have a really rainy season then they have a really dry season. So there's a long period of time where they're not really growing fresh produce. So we talked a lot with them about how they could take the food that they have and kind of like get the most nutritional value out of it while also making sure the food systems that they were using were sustainable and they had ways to get through those drought periods. Wow. So I would like to do- I was wondering when agriculture- Yeah, agriculture is a big part of it, too. Yeah, I was going to say, if we've got nutrition and economics, at some point, we've got to have agriculture, right? Yeah, definitely. It's almost almost like A-plus B-plus Sounds like a great project. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. All right, well, I think, Sophia, can we put you on the spot and see if you get uh, three statements ready for us? I do. Okay. Oh, yes. All hey, right. Um, my first is I had three different majors in college so far. Um, I've never learned how to ride a bike. And my favorite genre of music is country. The bike thing. Didn't we have a bike thing? We had we a bike. You never learned how to ride a bike. Never learned how to... Ride a bike. Wow. And favorite genre is country. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I didn't know this. Maybe I did, but I I didn't realize. Did you guys know that no one listens to country music? I mean, yes. I like I knew I didn't understand the extent to which that was true. Like I do, okay. But I went to a concert, like huge country singer right now, Chris Jansen, not that long ago. No one knows who that is. <laughs> like, I have not talked to anyone since going to that concert that knows who that is. It's so depressing. It's like, what have you been up to lately? Oh, I went to a concert. Oh, who'd you see? Chris Jansen, who's a humongous country star right now. Uh, Sophia, who? do you know who that Chris is? Jansen? Who's that? Well, oh, I don't know that I've heard. I, you're I'm not very here. good at like recognizing artists when I hear music. I've probably heard some of the songs. <laughs> I'm like, it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Uh, anyway, so favorite genre is country. Oh, man. The bike thing. That's so funny. The bike thing. All right. Um, hmm, that's a hard one. I don't. Uh, Mike, do you have a guess? I do, but I went first last time, so this time I'll let you do your gut or your uh, your gut or brain or whatever your feelings. Now I'm starting to get a little. So my gut is that number two is true, 
but I, I'm getting a little bit now. I'm a little freaked out because it's like not the first MSJ kid with a bike thing now. So I'm like, I don't know. Was that someone else? That's interesting. The three different majors piece feels, feels unlikely, but you never know. I just feel like if you'd had three different majors, you might you might be a little bit off track and it's not sounding like you're off track. Like it's not so, <sighs> but you forget this is Sophia. They could have been cl- things they, done. Well, right, and they could have been kind of similar. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like uh, you're stalling, Phil. Come on. But based on what I just said, as soon as you said your favorite genre is country, I'm like, well, that's a lie. No one listens to country. <laughs> Except for me. I'm the only idiot that listens to country, apparently. There's a reason oh. for that, Phil. It's all awful. I'm, I'm about to get started. Yeah, I feel that about, I feel that way about other genres of music. I don't feel that. I mean... There's a lot of bad country music, but I think that there's some good, good country music. I'm going to go with number one is not true. Interesting. I'm going to go with not that because that's what I was going to go with, and I don't want to double win with Phil. I refuse. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to double up with the never learn to ride a bike because it would just be you think hilarious. that's that the lie. I think that's the lie. Because I just think, like I said, is there's two, what would be the chances we had two students at MSJ that graduated in the same year that neither one of them learned how to ride a bike? I'm telling you, the bikes and the licenses, it's all weird around here. No one wants to ride a bike and no one wants to drive a car. And I'm sorry, Sophia, did you say that you like never learned or like, you know, now, but it took you until college to learn? The statement was, I never learned to ride a bike. Okay. Okay, So that's, that is current then. Write it down. Yes, that Fair is enough. a statement. Okay, so we will we will find out later how that goes. Um, now, if I remember correctly, Sophia, is you changed your school pretty last second. Is that correct, or am I thinking of a different student? Were you originally looking at Providence? I was looking into it. It was one of the ones I was really interested in, but I committed to UVM and stayed uh, with that. That's what it was, because I think when we were talking, like right before I moved out of Vermont, that's where you were looking. Then I think I saw, I was like, how is Providence? Like maybe like a year and a half later. And you're like, I never went there. And I felt foolish. But, <laughs> Providence was one of my top contenders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Cause it sounds like, it sounds like it really worked out for you too. It did. Definitely. Now, did they both have the same things that you were looking for now? Or is it just UVM and that's what swayed you? Um, I picked UVM to be honest. I picked UVM because it was the cheapest option. Pro- mm. um, it's a great reason to pick a college. Yeah. what yes that's a great reason to pick a college one of the better ones in my opinion agreed yeah um uvm was i think the only state public school i applied to everything else was smaller catholic schools and it really wasn't what i was going for at the time but it just was the only one that really made sense financially so it's where i decided to go and i ended up really enjoying it yeah, absolutely. And especially too, is it's, it's far enough away where you can kind of be your own person, but if you want to go home, it's just a quick drive down. It's definitely a good distance away, especially um, this past year with COVID. I was very thankful. I had friends who had a lot of logistics to figure out that I definitely didn't have to deal with. Right. 
That's true. Now, did did COVID make your particular major? Did it impact it any way where like you couldn't do as much? Like, I mean, I'm sure you couldn't do as much, like go to classes and stuff. But there's some some classes that are mostly inside, and you know you can easily do with your teacher on a computer. But then there are some majors that you got to be outside or you got to be, you know, in the class drawing or anything like that. Did, was there any huge impacts when it came to that? To um, I think the two biggest impacts class wise that I had, I was taking organic chemistry when COVID hit. So we had labs every week and all mm -hmm. of a sudden we were watching videos of labs, um, just like the pre-lab video that they normally sent out because no one could go into the lab to do the demonstration. So um, they really had to alter that. We definitely didn't really get a feel for a lot of the experiments. So that definitely affected it. And then I had a culinary and kitchen sciences class this past semester that was completely in person because you really had to be in the test kitchen with all the materials and the foods. I was lucky enough to never have to, I was, didn't end up in quarantine this semester, but a lot of my other classmates did. And it definitely impacted them a lot because they couldn't do the labs if it happened to fall when they were in quarantine oh wow that's tough mm -hmm. Bummer. Bummer. Hmm. well Sophia let me change gears here a little bit so I've heard you talk about becoming a registered dietitian I've heard you use words like community nutrition food systems, and then when you were talking about, I think it was when you were talking about Kenya, you talked about equity. Yes. And so I'm, I'm like wondering, I'm connecting some dots in my brain. Okay. And I'm wondering like, is the big dream that you're going to become a registered dietitian, you're going to go into some community somewhere in the world and you're going to create equity in that community through like making sure everyone's getting what they need as far as their nutrition is that is that kind of the that's big... that's like a broad summary of it yeah i would like to for i don't think it's something i would like to do forever as my career but definitely for a few years now i feel like i'm at the point in my life where i'd like to do international work and do um like community nutrition and sustainable equitable food systems in other countries i'd really like to work for an ngo doing that for a little bit that's amazing. That's really cool. Um, I tell you that word equity, you know, I work in schools, right? And I think we're like just talking about what that actually is now. I don't think, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, to find and create equity in schools. It's a really easy word to throw yeah. around. And I think it's a lot of people. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard, but I just think, you know, and, and we talk about what an impossible job we have because of things like access to food that ultimately we can only control so much. And, um, you know, we do, we feed our kids, all of our kids, um, and we feed them for free and they get, you know, breakfast and lunch if they want it five days a week, which is great. Um, but I just think it's so exciting to hear like you talk about going and, and doing that, you know, in a place. I just think about like the impact, I think just would, would be huge. I think that's super exciting because that's like a, that's a humongous thing to, to try to go do. It's a big goal. Yeah. yeah. 
it's super exciting. So good Do you have for a you. place in mind to start or is it pretty much just wherever you can get yourself to first? I think wherever. Um, I did with my course that studied Kenya, we went to Kenya. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a lot about um, Kenya in particular and a lot of Eastern African countries. And that's an area that's talked about a lot in a lot of my community development classes as well. And I know some places in South America are also big hubs for this kind of thing, but there's also work on smaller scales domestically too. Like you were talking about Coach Hall, like with the schools, you can provide lunch for the students, but unless there's someone, not necessarily the job of the people in the school, but someone targeting why these um, students don't really have access to food at home and how you can make it so they always have access to food at home. There's like there's levels of it in the U.S. too, for sure. That's very true. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's a like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of great things that go on. But yeah, I just we have such a good understanding that it's such a problem in so many places. So that's awesome. That's amazing. Well. Um, yeah, that makes me really happy. Again, I can't, I can't wait to hear, you know, in like a couple of years, you know, what ended up, what ended up happening and where we're at then. So that's great. Um, what else, Sophia? Tell us something that has nothing to do with UVM or nutrition or, well, I guess it could have something to do with UVM, but nothing to do with nutrition. What, what do you, when you think about, you know, the rest of your life, outside of school and what you're studying and what you're going to do for a living what else what else do you think about um I guess I've been thinking a lot about where I want to be because I'm starting to I'll start to apply to grad schools and um, dietetic internship programs in a few months so I've definitely been thinking about geography I think I'd want to be somewhere coastal I've grown up visiting um, we go to Maine every year to visit family up there coastal Maine And I have some friends who are from coastal areas and just um, looking at kind of getting a new perspective and living somewhere new. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I would recommend you do. I've lived in Vermont for all 31 years of my life. It might have been cool to not for like one year or two. You should try it. It's great. But to my, in my defense, I've lived in like every corner of the state just about. So, you know, if you want to know anything about any part of Vermont, I, I tell you a lot about it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that that's a good idea. Go get a fresh perspective is always a good thing. It is. It is nice because you get to meet a whole bunch of different people and you get a whole new like appreciation for different ways of life. Like I can tell you Jacksonville way different than Rutland, Vermont. Yeah. Way different. Just like Los Angeles, way different than Leesburg, Virginia, but it's, it gives you, like you said, like we said earlier, perspective and different cultures. And it's really, it's a really nice way to, and then all of a sudden you have connections all over the country. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I'm moving to Kenya to work on this project. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I am perfect for this exact role. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, come on, we'll pay you a thousand dollars a day. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good dream, Mike. I tried. <laughs> well, I'm interested. I want to know. I think we got to do the big reveal. Yeah, I think it's time. This is I think it's time. interesting sets of three statements we've had. 
And I'm really not sure what it is. So, Sophia, what was the lie? The lie was about country music. I really can't stand country music. Oh, she got us both. She got us wow. both. Oh, yes. It's funny because you even said it. You even said no one listens to country music. And I, right. I thought it was going to end up being revealed in that moment. <laughs> I was going to say. So, yeah, I mean, I went strategy over gut and it backfired. Because I was thinking there's no way she's had three. So you've had three different majors. Yes. So I went in as a biology major and quickly realized I really couldn't stand that. And so I switched to health and society, which is basically like UVM's public health major. And um, one of my requirements for that was an intro to nutrition class, which got me interested. And from there, I went to dietetics, nutrition, food sciences. And you've never learned to ride a bike? No, I have not. That's, so, that, that's the second one, Mike. I know. Is it really? Was it Tori yeah. Tracy? Tori Tracy could not ride a bike. Or had just learned, I think. Like literally like last week. Like at age 21. Yeah. That's funny. <sighs> Country burned me. Of course it did. <laughs> Dang it. All right. I don't know why I didn't go with that. Like that could have, I could have easily just flown in. Like it would have flowed right to my answer. I'd been like, yeah, of course she doesn't like country. Cause no one likes country. I also did want to insult you though, Sophia, in case you actually <laughs> did like country. So oh, I guess that makes man. sense. So I fall to eight and eight. And I Mike, no. Mike, you fall to four and 12. I thought you're eight and seven. I was eight. Eight. I was eight and seven after last episode. Oh. I was eight and six. I got that one wrong. You got it right. Yes, I did. I'm eight and eight. You're four and twelve. Yep. Yep. I true. am the Miami Dolphins. You are. You shut. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Dude, that's probably being generous. Excuse you. Lifetime on my over my 31 years. That might be uh, that might be accurate. Not generous. Eight and eight. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll that's like that's like normal. Leave this for not not the, not last year, not this coming year. It's Ooh. impossible for the Dolphins to go eight and eight this year. Just saying. True. But anyways, um, nine. Whatever. No, you're crazy if you think the Dolphins were going to lose to the Patriots twice this coming year. So Sophia. Um, Mike and I are probably going to start a podcast where we talk about football, so we'll we'll, we'll save this for that. Save it for later. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm ready for this oh, game God. you created called "If I Was a Then I'd Be a," and this is why. Sophia, actually, we're thinking about starting a third game of how close can Phil get it without actually saying the real name <laughs> of the show. It's uh, "If I Was and Why." Okay. But. Coach if I was and why. Coach Hall decides to make it a poem. Every you know what we time. need? We need like a little sound bite. Mm-hmm. Can we order one up? Sure. Cody could do it. It'd be perfect. Yeah. And he could just be like, if I was and why. And so we could just play it. And then I wouldn't have to try to remember. It, it would help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what, what's the game today? Today is if I was a soda, oh, man. what would I be and why? 
I already got mine loaded up. And to be honest, I sat down and thought of it the second you asked. So this wasn't any prep. This wasn't any like, oh, I got one. And Phil's going to get stuck with like surge or whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to go with crush. Oh, no. Old school orange soda. Better than Fanta. The <sighs> best orange soda it could be. And the reasoning is, is because I loved Keenan and Kel growing up. And who loved orange soda? Kel loved orange soda. Yes, it did. was true. He did, he did, he did. Ooh. So that's why I went with Orange Crush. Best soda ever. Best orange soda. Crush. I agree. Sunkissed need not apply. I completely um, forgot about them. That's actually crazy because I was thinking maybe crush but i will go with um mug root beer i had a feeling you were gonna go with a root beer i don't know why but i just thought that's how you were gonna go i'll go with mug root beer mug root beer is the one with the bulldog right probably i think so, I think so. And there's barks and like barks has bite and you know barks is i don't know i don't like barks and it's caffeinated which I don't know. I would, you are caffeinated. I, I maybe I'm Barks. <laughs> now that I'm thinking, I guess I'm Barks root beer because I don't think Mug is caffeinated. So I don't know. I thought there was. I thought there was only like two root beers. I didn't know there was like a five. A and W. Yeah. Yeah, I know that one. Huh. I'm root beer. I'm some brand of root beer. I don't. Again, I, I don't know that I have a good reason why. Yeah, it's it's I but oh, somehow I would guess something about if you add ice cream, then I float. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure. But that's what came to me, and this is the worst job I've ever done with this game, and I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right, Sophia, do you have one? If you were a soda, which one would you be? Um, it's funny because mine was gonna be root beer because no one ever thinks of root beer. Um that's a good but- one. It is a good one. I think I'm going to go with the classic Coca-Cola because I feel like classic. it's good in a lot of situations. Mm. That's fair. You can't go wrong. That's true. I was going to say it's the classic and the OG. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So we got a root beer. Or okay. Soda. Can I just tell you that I now understand why I'm root beer? Huh. <laughs> I just, I couldn't let it go. I'm like, that was so bad. So I Googled root beer. Just, just root beer? And this is what it says. <laughs> root beer is a sweet North American beverage traditionally made using the root bark of the sassafras tree. <laughs> and that's why I'm root beer. Well, you are a sweet North American man made with lots of sass. So exactly. it's, a, it's a fitting thing. Now I want to Google what orange soda is. It's just going to be like soda with orange flavoring. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be far less cool. <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, see what you just searched moron. Uh, <laughs> like it's it, actually, orange soda's first it's result. Orange soda. It's the color orange. It tastes like oranges. <laughs> it's orange soda, man. It actually doesn't. It actually does not taste. It's its own flavor. But uh, Google's first result is orange <laughs> soda is a song by Baby Kim. By Keem, sorry, by B. Keem. So it's actually not even a soda. It's a song. <laughs> I don't know, man. What? <laughs> it's the first thing that came up. 
Who's baby Keith? I don't know. It's a person. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, I would say I bet the soda is better than the song. <laughs> I hope so. Probably fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will be looking that up. Definitely. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> After, in between country songs, <laughs> I'll have to listen to some baby. Keys. So, you're, so you're just listening to all crap, no matter what it is. It's all just <laughs> awful. Yeah, yeah. I'm throwing some blue by Eiffel 65. Really get it going. That's actually a good song. Don't hate on that. Come on, Mike. You don't actually feel that way. I didn't say it was great, but it's not bad. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, one more thing, Sophia, that we, we need from you. Okay. Uh, nice job stumping us, by the way, on the truth and lie. I'm surprised that I did. It doesn't happen all that often. No, at least we'll one of us send, usually gets we'll it. We'll have to send you a special prize. Okay. We're going to send you a gift for coming on anyway, but we'll send you a special prize for stumping us, too. So mm-hmm. hold, us, hold us to that. Um, but what we've been asking our guests as of late um is do you have you been reading watching listening to anything good do you have any recommendations for us and our listeners um be it a podcast a good book or something on netflix um i've been reading a lot of jody peacol books which i feel like probably isn't a genre that's gonna appeal to either of you guys but um i read a lot of her books and so do a lot of my friends i just watched I haven't finished watching it but I watched a movie called The Social Dilemma on Netflix which I've heard of that about I haven't watched that like the ethics of social media and like Google and all these big platforms so that's very interesting if it's like not typically something I go for on Netflix but that's been very interesting talking about like um, these people who are high up in these companies and they had to step down because like of the ethics of what these platforms try to do to the people that interact with them oh wow yeah so is that is that a docu-series or is it a documentary it's a documentary it's a little horrifying but it's very interesting yeah i know i've heard it's very interesting sometimes documentaries are horrifying but when i don't know wouldn't you rather know yeah that's fair i guess it's not really good one unless it is a little horrifying yeah i don't remember I don't remember what it's called. Shoot. I'm going to have to look it up. But I watched a documentary not that long ago. It was about the oceans. Mm-hmm. And it was about like how basically like, yeah, plastic bands are great and everything, but plastic isn't what's killing the oceans. It's actually commercial fishing, mm-hmm. which was tough for me because I like to go out to eat and order fish. <laughs> You're part of the problem. I know. <laughs> um but damn that's no it was horrifying it was absolutely horrifying um but you know it's like okay but now we know and we have to think about that i guess i will order the steak i am doing my part yeah well then you know there was the whole and i don't know i'll have to research this but there was the whole greenhouse gas emissions problem with the cows which frankly i come from a dairy family so go farms i don't care i i also come from a dairy family yeah. so. go, go farms this is a yeah. farming podcast <laughs> but yeah there was some hate on on uh, cows and their farts at one point that's been talked about in a few of my i feel like you need to look in a mirror if you're gonna start throwing that shade around 
Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not on either side. I mean, I don't, I don't see how someone can be like farmers are bad. It's like, all right, then go grow your own food, yo. But yet they will. Person, I mean, like anything else, they will. Will they though? The documentary I was talking about is called C S E A Spiracy. C Spiracy. Um. I'm not saying commercial fishing is bad, by the way. I just thought that that was an interesting documentary. And it was kind of interesting because I think this is something that our eyes get open to, which connects to the the social dilemma. And I'm guessing some of the things that are going to be in there when I watch it. Mm -hmm. Basically, this Seaspiracy documentary, the most interesting thing for me was they were like, Plastic bans are happening everywhere. And they're not the problem. But like, you know, someone said they were and everyone freaked out. But no (laughs) one's talking about the commercial fishing because there's so much GD money in that, right? Are you saying that it's overfishing? Is that basically what they're alluding to? Watch the documentary. I don't want, I don't, they're more well-read than I am. I'm not going to get on here and make false claims. I don't want to. But, um, but I, it's like a wool over your eyes situation. Yeah. And I just think that happens more, you know, as we get older, we start to see that happens more than maybe we'd like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely eye opening, I guess, any good documentary is, but yeah. Yeah. And and Sophia, what was the the genre of the books that you said you were reading? I I can't remember what you said the author's name was, but uh... Jody Peekle is the author. She has a lot of them. I guess it would be um, like realistic fiction. Okay. Yeah, my mom and maybe my sister read read that author. Like, I think my mom's probably read all of her books. I've read most of them. Yeah, they're kind of. Are they a little tragic? Am I thinking of the right author? Most of them are um, a little tragic. A lot of them, I think the author must have a legal background. So a lot of them are about um, like really tough legal situations. There's a lot about like prisoners and like families who have been through some really horrible things. And that wow. Kind of yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well. What do you think, Mike? I think this was another great episode. I do too. My goodness, Sophia. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so much, so much interesting stuff we got to talk about. That was really great. Um, and we will have to do a follow-up. I tell you, I don't know. You know, we're gonna have to just pause at some point and only interview people that have already been on here. So at some point <laughs> we'll do that and bring everybody back. Have it like called like the comeback corner or something like that. Yeah, we'll we'll come up with something. <laughs> something better than that. Yeah. Good try, though. Thank you, Sophia, so much. Mike, thanks as always. You're a gem. Thank you to all of our listeners for being with us. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, man. I was crying there at one point, laughing. So yes, yes, you were. I can't remember what it was about, but <laughs> I don't know. Was it the cow farts? Might have been the cow farts. It wasn't even the cow farts, and that was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody. Stay positive.